Thank you for joining me on today's episode because I realized that when I talk about embodiment, it seems to bring up this, oh, that's nice, that's cute for you, so what for me? (laughs) And when I stumbled into this embodiment world, I didn't realize that it had been something that I had been doing all along and I just never gave it a definition. When people come to work with me, you know, in in business or they come to, you know, get coaching or mentoring, I will immediately say, I am not your life coach. And I I am not bashing the life coach industry. I think there's such a beautiful like spot if it's done ethically. Mm. But I'm just going to share right shit off the bat. And you know this, if you've been following this show for a while, I don't have your answers and I don't believe anybody else but you has the truth and the depth of your answers. Embodiment coach is not about having answers. It's about being with whatever is present and whatever is real for you now. Learning to feel from the neck down. And on today's episode, I wanted to share my thoughts on how I have had experiences and define a little bit about what exactly embodiment could look like, could feel like, diving into my journey as a facilitator and making this primal practice a foundation for life. And so in this, ultimately, this episode is about cultivating our own devotion for inhabiting our bodies more fully you know what this practice and i'm speaking specifically for goddess yoga however that's not the only way to do embodiment practices there's a full scope that's just the beginnings of my way into embodiment work so i will reference that obviously but embodiment practice what it has done for me personally is it's allowed me to release stress and overwhelm, cultivate this deep sensuality and really helped me be truly sincere in who I am and the decisions I make for my life and those that I deeply care about. So I'm excited to share my thoughts with you about this and also this is so appropriate because I just turned one years old in my goddess yoga instructor journey which is so incredible. I love to share that story. And with that, I am actually holding my second certification coming up at the end of March. So I'm not going to share too much about that, but you can find information in the show notes below. I have had a handful of women step forward from the workshops I've been doing across Hawaii. And I'm just really excited that You just know if it's for you. It's just such a simple invitation and it's so heart-led and so soul-led. So again, check out the show notes. I'll reference a little bit about that in my story. You can always message me via Instagram or on email, but let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Beyond the Reef podcast, a show dedicated to the driven island woman who has checked all the boxes and still feels like something is missing. I am your hostess, Uilani Tevanga, a wife, a mother, a Wahine embodiment mentor and intuitive business coach with over a decade in mentoring female entrepreneurs to source freedom and fulfillment from within. 
I believe the freedom that brings so many to entrepreneurship is multidimensional and it expands into new levels the deeper we get to know ourselves. Consider this show that invitation. What does the reef represent in your own life? Regardless of the stage you are in with your business, imagine if you were able to unlock greater levels of abundance from within, that it was no longer dependent on just what you do, but how you amplify the truth of who you already are. Through open conversations around feminine embodiment and business, emotional mastery, spirituality, and a reclamation of pleasure, oh yeah, we're going there. We will explore the most powerful resource you have, yourself. You're about to go beyond the barriers you think are keeping you stuck. It's time to awaken the mana within so we can go beyond the reef. So what has been truly incredible was I had landed in Sedona and if you haven't heard my goddess yoga story, me and my girl Kavai who happens to be my support queen in all of this, we did an episode yeah, probably about a year ago sharing our experience and what that random girls trip ended up becoming and I just trip out you know even now about that the hundreds, there have literally been hundreds of women that I've been able to practice with and I've been able to lead um, that I've been able to get to know. Doing goddess yoga brought a whole new network of incredible women into my life, of dual souls into my life, and took me on a journey of really understanding who I have always truly been. And for me, it has helped me be so sincere in that quest. And embodiment really began for me as integrity. Like, what does it really, really look like to trust in your path? You know, we have been so raised to have so much control over how things unfold. Um, And I have always been the ducks in a row type of girl. You know, I still see that in myself. And Goddess Yoga has been able to connect me with other souls um, on that same journey. And so for a lot of women that, came to my classes or have come to my workshops or that continue to show up this practice of embodiment has been able to put words to the feelings that they have already known and what their body had already begun to show them for others it was a doorway it is a doorway to this previously unexplored world and I really liken that and I really honor this because a lot of women will come and sit in my circle and say oh I had no idea what I was getting myself into but I'm here for this or I'm a little nervous and I've never done this I've never stepped on a yoga mat before I've never done these kind of things and I just have to really honor those of you that take those brave yeses it is so sexy to me I just think that that feeling of spontaneity and adventure and letting life lead you is just this incredible being alive right like going on an adventure you think you're just showing up to a class but it's really like breaking the mold of expectations okay so for me formally i have been practicing this style for about a year but i have been practicing embodied movement 
for a long time. And this has felt like just this massive homecoming. And I don't know how at this point I would do life without these tools. So I'm super grateful to share this with you today, especially as I've been pondering a lot post play shops and I don't want to call them workshops because they shouldn't feel like work. They should feel like play and exploration with just like when we're children, they're free of inhibitions and they're free of judgment. So I call them play shops and I've been doing them across Hawaii this year and online as well. And I am opening up a few spots, right? For other women who are feeling called to share this in their communities. And so I felt when my very first class happened, and I always reflect on that, is there was this whole universe, basically, that opened up inside of me. And that words will never do it justice, even though I try to explain and I try to put sense to all of it. But it was a defining moment in my life where I knew that this was always supposed to be my path and that it didn't make sense and I didn't know how it was going to fit. And although people think like, oh, that's all she does, that's not, but it is foundational. And I have seen that the women who take embodiment practices and embodiment work and couple it with whatever they're doing have far greater sustainable success over the long term. And I'm not just talking about business, like I'm talking about relationships, I'm talking about healing, I'm talking about just enhancing life like you've never experienced it before because there's this new richness of aliveness that is avail- that becomes available to you. And so breaking this down today, um, you know, bringing, and I can't do it in one episode, okay, we'd be literally here for forever, but there is just this radiance that comes through. And funny enough, when we share goddess yoga, we share that this is a kriya. This is a recipe for radiance. And radiance is just that natural shine that comes from the heart of your soul. And I hadn't felt that alive in such a long time. You know, in my very first class, and I will always reference that, it was sadness, it was joy, it was pleasure, like there was a little ecstasy in there, there was creativity, I felt sexy, I felt connected, and it was so many emotions swirled all at once, and it wasn't forced, and it wasn't performative, and I didn't have to think about it, and I didn't have to think my way into these things, I just allowed, I was just willing to play, and I knew that this experience, I didn't just want to have it when I left. I was like, I, whoa, I didn't just want to have it that one time. That this was something I had been yearning for, that I wanted to have on a, if not a daily basis, at least a weekly basis. And I knew that the individuals around me and, and the women around me, they would want to have this as well. And I know how the hell I was going to communicate, like what the heck I just did, But at the same time, realizing that, it was also very foreign to me. And it isn't something that we experience regularly. I mean, I get it. We, I don't live in a society where I can go to yoga every single day. I'm a busy mom of five, right? Like I'm running a business. I'm helping my husband's business. Like we you know, last week, last week our dryer was broken. I mean, there's always little things. Today my kid's sick. There's not always 
time to drop in to these embodied practices. But when you can make them a practice of yours and a foundation of yours, you have this incredible tool built that at any time you can access and resource your own life. And so there were thoughts of, you know, how can I reproduce this, you know, in in my own life? I wasn't even thinking about how I'm going to teach people. Where will I find time for this inner bliss? And at the time um, of stepping into my first class, I had come through one of the most painful years of my entire life. And I was so mad and I was so depressed. It was really hard for me to lift my head off the pillow and I continued to show up irregardless. I thought that that was what leaders do. They just push through and push through and nobody needed to know until I just cracked. Um, And I was making a lot of money. I mean, my gosh, I was hitting all these goals and my, my show was growing and clients were coming and my you know, network marketing business was continuing to flourish and yet I was just crumbling inside and I had become very disconnected and very disembodied as a mother and a partner to my hubby. I felt like just a shell of myself, you know, and side note, like I have been a high achiever my entire life, rising to the top of whatever I would pursue hoping to feel more alive and to feel that bliss, thinking that was going to come with the next goal. And I didn't. And so I would think, okay, well, because this is not it. There's more. There's the next. There's the next. Then I can settle. Then I can settle in. What I was searching for really wasn't out there, in fact. It was always within me. So my aspirations really when i you know dive into this work showed me that i lived my life mostly numb and and you might think like no you don't you know like your family's great and yes while i mean when i don't mean like unhappy but not to the fullest expression or feeling that i have now it was from the neck up great wonderful you know heart there was like moments where you like love your babies and but for the most part I was really living from this place of feeling a little numb and after one class in Sedona I got really fucking honest with myself that I wasn't living my best life I was living in the shallows of my aliveness it's like standing on the shoreline and it's beautiful right like you're watching the sunset you're watching the waves but only your toes are in and then maybe you go to your knees and you're like oh this is nice but when you fully get in it and you dive in the water and you're like in especially around 10 o'clock when it looks like there's a rainbow floor it hits you in a different way and then when you learn to dive or to surf it hits you in a different way like your whole body experiences the bliss it's not just my senses are seeing it with my eyes and i'm hearing and i'm smelling if that makes sense about living in the shallows so the aspirations right i didn't know at the time that the words of embodiment I never heard that you know I I heard you know the feminine and I had such an idea that she was 
very soft and like wears frilly dresses and like the feminine, you know, that's what I, that's kind of where I was, except I did feel that the feminine was rising and I would kind of at that time call it in as wahine leaders, like mana, right? Like this is how we, we, we think about it here in Hawaii and Polynesia. It's like that mana that's just coming through. There was just the leaders around me were seeing to like have this drive and I could feel it and I was the one to be around it. And then I realized and I was journaling like my desire is to be a leader of leaders. You know, working with a lot of people was very taxing on me. And I had done that for so long. And then I realized that I, at this point, I was no longer calling in the masses. I was calling in the depth. I was calling in the smaller circles that were going to reach in and deeper and deeper and deeper. And that was, you know, the beginning of my journey. So many ahas. So this year ended up being this complete vortex of diving in so deep to this calling to figure out how to create this foundation in my life as a busy mom living in this modern society who doesn't prioritize, much less accept the idea that we're meant um, to not live turned on. Like, I'm like, wait, I, what do you mean? Like, I felt all of that. Like, I never felt that before. And so it became the mission of like, I want to feel turned on. And I shared this book um, and it's called Pussy. And that became almost like the holy grail for me to just go, holy shit, like, this is what I'm doing. This is the path. This is the awakening of the goddess within me. Like, I was like, oh, cool. It's called goddess yoga. Like, I get it. It's women empowerment or whatever. But the deeper I started to realize that the goddess really comes from within. And it is this complete awakening. And although I had been having a spiritual awakening, this was the beginning of my sensual awakening, of my sexual awakening. And it was just so potent and powerful and I was not gonna just turn around and be like oh that was cute and fun like no it called me and I knew that this was gonna be my path so as I have continued to grow as a facilitator as I have continued to remain so committed to the integrity of this practice you know a friend of mine and I hope to have her on the show she was a fellow she is a fellow master instructor and she was like right you can't fuck around she didn't say bra She's like, you can't fuck around when you teach goddess. And that hit me. And I don't even, she didn't remember when she said that, but I took that so to heart. I'm like, I honor women in such this way. And the way that I hold people and the way that I've always directed people, right? But when we're holding spaces like this that are so potent, like it really can be so confronting and it can bring up a lot of pain and trauma. And so to be an embodied facilitator was something that became like, a standard for me you know like people were going to come in and feel so safe people were going to come in and feel so held and no matter what we're going to came what was going to come up like I was going to help just hold the space I didn't have to fix anything that's outside of our scope like just being witnessed and I really want you to hear this if you lead other people um, it's the witnessing that allows us as women to untangle from pain, from trauma. So often, you know, like we grow up in societies just full of shame, right? Especially in Hawaii, like I hear this local kind, right? 
oh, so shame. Oh, you know, so shame, so shame. And sometimes I even catch myself saying that to my own kids. Like, oh, why are you doing that? You're so shame. And shame just becomes the way in which we, in which we like create our life. We make sure that nothing we do, you can be shame around, right? It just becomes like this. We don't really talk about it. Don't make your family shame. Don't make yourself shame. Shame is the first thing we got to worry about. It's not confidence. It's don't make shame. That's the island way. I don't know outside of that. I can't speak to that. But I do know that when we have safe spaces, we can learn to untangle a little at a time. It's a practice, okay? That's one thing I do want to share is we're going to come in and say, oh, no, it's all good. You might have had a heart awakening, but to become, and like I did, but to become truly embodied, it takes practice. Like anything, any spiritual practice, it takes time. You're not going to be great or healed or whole all in one fell swoop, okay? So definitions I really wanted to clarify is that embodiment is actually our natural state. It's nothing that we actually had to reach for, unlike other things in our life. The depth and the vastness that I work with individuals has has just evolved and it is in a constant evolution and I'm so here for that I say teacher but in embodiment work you know as I say coach or you hear feminine embodiment coach or wahine embodiment coach what I really say like teacher coach whatever mentor here's what I want to share is that your body your body already shows you what it already knows and I come in And I teach other women to hold space where as a facilitator, our only job is to be a guide. And we can offer certain practices and rituals to help you remember in a way that is safe and loving and for anything that may arise. Embodiment is the natural state and all bodies are capable of this. And so while I teach embodiment practices, right? I don't give women information that they don't already know. I just give steps and and in a really fun and sometimes erotic way to safely take off the layers that took us off this path of our own inner knowing. So definitions that, again, I really want to clarify is that it seems like this is so mystical, but it's really not. I think about my, my little boy. And not just because he's in the background, you might hear him coughing on the episode, but you know, my little four-year-old, he just naturally moves. And when the beat comes on, you best believe that boy is going to move to it. However, he decides to contort his body, he inhibits his body fully. And he is with his own aliveness. And he does this without instruction. And he does this and he does what he does. He does what he does because it's natural. And it is that same natural state for you and your body as well. And we live in a culture and a society that places rational, logical, intellectual self above everything else. We have been taught our whole lives to turn up the value on that side of ourselves so that we can be perceived by the world as enough or you make sense or you're accepted when we think about this 
it's like the energy coming up through our body coming up through our shoulders up through our neck and just imagining that energy now up through your mind through your brain drawing out to the energy in the world everything you know what and like this but i wonder what the right thing is to do what will others think of me how will i make this happen how am i being perceived what is expected of me that's when you know you are projecting that energy out that you are living from the shoulders up and as a result from living this way which again it's not bad it's not wrong we begin to lose the sensitivity to our lower half of our body so i liken this to you know, what is the tension in your neck? Do you have constant tightness in your shoulders? Do you get headaches often? Are you running on adrenaline? Are you constantly looking for productivity hacks to get through the day? You know, what is your body actually communicating to you? That is the beginning of an embodiment practice, is just being aware. Are you even available to listen? And when the volume is so loud in these upper regions we lose our connection with our emotions with our heart with our na'al with our womb right and so when we start to get these sensations it can completely overcome us it can overwhelm us like oh my god what what is even happening and we just think i'm not supposed to feel this because it feels like a dark room it feels like the attic or the basement i should say because the attic is up the basement right it's dark it's scary it's off limits there's you know who the boogeyman inside like i don't know what people think but that kind of becomes what it's like to reawaken the lower parts of our bodies and so we have lost that connection for so long and there's just yet there's just yearning and you know why people say i want to be grounded and i want to be more mindful they're not asking to just have peace in their mind right i don't really believe that people come to a yoga space or a meditative space or anything you know, even a workout space to just be like, oh, I just want to feel good in my head. Like, no, I want to feel in my body. That's the whole point. So when we're afraid of the basement and we have very little energy left because all of the energy is being generated towards the top part of our body, we're totally unsure what we are feeling and we're confused about what we're feeling and we find ourselves disconnected from the cycles of our body and we... You know, we try to find sensation other ways through like over shopping or overeating or we're trying to find this grounding and this reaching in what we're doing because our bodies are very numb or difficult to inhabit. Over energy in our heads is really about living with this narrow bandwidth and that is only using 10% of the capacity of this incredible body and this incredible vessel in which we live living from our head and we're substituting sensations and we're using productivity hacks and we go in these loops of analysis and overthinking and procrastination and perfectionation with no resolution this externalizing our spirituality out there someone out there has my stuff where's my life coach whatever i was going to talk about earlier 
it's really we forgot to be connected from our source first. So I want to share with you that living from our heads isn't a failure or a block or resistance or a problem or there's nothing that you're supposed to be doing. This is just awareness and an explanation to embodiment work and hopefully an invitation that this is an orientation of a result of how our cultures have trained us to be. We're strong, like strong women, okay? Strong individuals and well-trained with great mental dispositions. <laughs> Most of us. <laughs> but our skills training from the neck down and how to inhabit our body, that's the basement with the boogeyman. Or that's the gym we haven't been to. Too expensive, it's too far, all the excuses, I cannot. That's the trait or a skill that we've never tried to practice or cultivate. I don't have time. It's going to swallow me up. Something bad's going to happen. I can't handle it. I don't know how many times, you know, whatever. If you identify with this disposition, this up in the head, concentrated energy, which we could also describe as a hyper-masculine energy, which is a hyper goal, like go and do energy. That's a hyper masculine energy. If you identify with this energy, which basically creates less space in the body or an underflow of the feminine in the body, then I just want you to know you're not alone and that this is basically just a result of the culture and the times which, by the way, I do see you know, us shifting more consciously to be more aware but doing practices, embodiment practices like this together will allow us to reverse the value of thinking over feeling. And now we can start to balance it out. That's what we mean. Like, I just want to feel more balanced. And I thought this was such some mystical, we're never going to have balance or yes, you can have it all balance. To me, it's such an energetic thing now. When I think about embodiment work, it's when we get out of our heads and we get and we balance out the feelings. You know, there are basically four dimensions. Four dimensions that I want to talk about. And you can kind of break up the body. So, you know, growing up, we learn our five senses. See, touch, hear, smell. I can't remember the last one. Anyways. <laughs> but the one sense we weren't taught was called the felt sense. And Peter Levine, who is one of the pioneers into the somatic experience, he talks about the felt sense. If you've ever dived into the book, The Body Keeps Score, you know what I'm talking about. So I like to think about us becoming embodied as becoming a full spectrum human being. And you're like, well, why do I want to be a full spectrum human being? I don't know. You don't have to. If you are well living from the shoulders up and that is my cut for you, you can turn this off, all good. But if you are curious and you're on this path of like, what did it mean to feel that aliveness? Maybe I don't want to have my feet on the sand. Maybe I do want to dive into the ocean floor and feel that completely take me under. You're the person I'm talking to. So the four different dimensions. First, we have the physical body, the body that is made up of bones and blood, and you can see it and you can touch it and you can feel it. So with me right now, 
I'm inviting you to shut your eyes and just notice where you can feel a sensation in your body. Do you feel as I'm closing my eyes, I can feel a tension in my thigh. I can feel a little tightness in my scalp. I feel a little pain in the right side of my hip. So what do you feel? You know, take note and just experience it. We often go to, oh, but that's because I just went to the gym or that's because my hair is in a ponytail or that's because I didn't stretch or blah, blah, blah. What, what is present with you? No story, no fixing, just what is up for you? And then our second body is our mental body, the dimension of the mind where we are, where we make meaning of things. So shutting down your eyes, what do you notice in your thoughts? What are you thinking? And for some of you, your thoughts will be really, really loud. And you might feel sensation in your body, right? With a lot of coaching that says, your thoughts become your feelings. Okay? Just without analyzing, without fixing. Can you just notice your, th your thoughts? Your third body is the emotional body, our feeling body. And many will associate this with our chest and our heart. So take a moment to close your eyes and place your hand on your heart. What are you feeling? What is present in your heart? And is there an emotion that is very alive with you today? A little bit about the felt sense and what I have been really trying to communicate in my workshops and play shops kalamai is that no feeling is also a feeling numbness is also a feeling and again we don't want to go down into the basement we're not forcing anything so if there's no feeling then that's an honoring too and then an invitation to then again practice little by little and see how you can disarmor that part of yourself if you desire the fourth body is our energy body, right? The vibe. And it's like this weight of aliveness in the moment. And it can exist within us. It can be around us. Um, and it can either make us feel way down or super energized or lethargic or very alive. And as you take these moments to tune into these different dimensions, how did you experience the different dimensions? Did you use your eyes? Did you touch it? Did you taste it? Probably not. You came in contact with another sense, which we aren't taught, the felt sense. And this internal felt sense is what we will use to detect what's going on inside. And being within these dimensions and having this internal felt sense, which is how we can co come in contact with them. This inner view 
this inner knowing, right? So it just brought you to a little bit more logical, but a little bit more illogical sensing. That is so true, right? Like that is your experience. That is your truth. That is what is present for you. And so this for me is the door to inner work. As with all of our embodiment practices, we access truth through the felt sense, feeling our energy, feeling our thoughts, feeling the full spectrum of who we are, and it takes practice. Walking into this dark room, you know, rather than us walking in with fear and with judgment and with this expectation that something's bad's gonna happen, we can resensitize our bodies and balance out our full spectrum of our body by meeting ourselves with so much love and curiosity. We can set the stage for the experiences that we're going to have. So I'm going to open the door to the basement and I'm going to say, ooh, there's something exciting there to get to know. Or, oh, there's a part of myself that I haven't seen in a while. I'd like to get to know her. I'd like to see her. There's just this curiosity and this meeting with love and compassion. Always, what I, I don't want to just leave you to go and explore without some resourcing tools. If ever there's a time where you feel confronted or you feel like it's a little overwhelming or it brings up old trauma or, or past sensations that were not well for you, to place a hand on your heart and on your womb space and just say the word safety and breathe and put on comforting music and, and, and close the basement. And just know that you have full autonomy over your life to visit this work when you feel resourced. Okay, that's something that's really important for me and came up as I'm speaking to you today. So my final definition, you know, with all these embodiment practices and the practice that I do is just one of the I'm sure millions of ways in which we do embodiment work and it's not the only way but that was my beginnings and that's what so many people and so many of you have come to know me for although like it's just a part of what I do not everything that we are moving out of our heads and into our bodies becoming more sensitive to this internal felt sense when we speak of in feminine embodiment, I'm not speaking on an agenda. I'm not speaking on a religion. I'm not speaking on a character trait or an identity, but I'm talking and drawing on ancient spirituality practices that present the universe as feminine and masculine energies. And you will see this in our creation chant in Hawaii, the Kuwulipo. You will learn about this through the Taoist tradition or the Tantra traditions and many cultures, I'm sure, which I have yet to fully, fully explore of what looks at the universe in this way prior to colonization of religious entities that were and are very masculine and male-focused. This is about bringing balance back not only into our bodies, but back into the world big work my sis right it's so beautiful and i'm so glad if you're here to the end of this very long episode i just want to share with you that i am so grateful to spend this time with you often i'm like 
I am not going to post this on Instagram, so thank God for the podcast and for the podcast listeners. And if you would like to learn more about feminine embodiment, I invite you to follow along. I invite you to come to a virtual session with me or check out a workshop. I post them on Instagram. And if you are also so interested, whether you decide you want to teach or you just want to dive into your feminine embodiment journey, reach out to me in the next uh, instructor training, which is going to really be about your own embodiment first. The teaching portion is so minimal to embodying your own wisdom and truth because ultimately, right, it's what you do first. So all my love, my sis, I'm excited and I will talk to you on the next episode. Mahalo for tuning into the show today. If you loved what you heard and know that this may uplift and inspire another wahine in your life, it goes a long way when you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I truly love it when you screenshot, post, and tag me on Insta at Uilani It helps me in my mission of serving as many women as possible. Individually, we are one drop, but together we are one ocean. And if you would like to connect and learn more about my services and mentoring, check out the show notes below or head to gobeyondthereef.com so I can support you further. There's so much goodness coming your way, my sis. Now get out there and show the world how amazing you are.